In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. to Bryce and Ren and Nedzi Classified School Survival Guide. Today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 5 of Nedzi Classified, titled Vice Principals in Mondays. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me, as always, to break down all things Nedzi Classified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how we doing? Good evening, everyone. Yes. Uh, thank you for being here to honor my podcasting partner's life and work. So when Jenna was planning this thing, she asked me to help out with a tribute of a certain flavor. <laughs> Remember, I'm not a professional. Do we have, um, are you gonna, I'm excited. are you gonna do a musical number? Is that, was that a succession? Yeah, I, I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough time. I only had enough time to learn the, uh, opening to the, the musical opening. number. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure, uh, if you are gonna do, uh, what would I, like, uh, B to the R, C? I don't know what I would be. I, I thought about it, but you know, I, I just didn't have the time to really workshop yeah. it. Because I mean, you could e- you could R right. to the E N, and he play in. You so you can still use the A N. I could. If you did mine. Well, yeah, if I did Renan, yeah, R to the E N. But I can't use and he play in. Yeah, yeah. C E he playing. C he playing. All right, yeah. I got something here. C E he playing. Yeah. All right. So next time we next year, I'll get it right. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Right. So I understand that you got caught up on Succession this week. Yes, that's right. After like weeks of being stuck on season one, episode five, Nicole and I finally <laughs> got into a rhythm of watching consistently, and it is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Isn't it? It's just it's so uh, engrossing. You can't look away. You love to hate these characters. Um, and you hate to love them as well, yes. right? You're like, I can't believe that I have any sympathy for these terrible, terrible people who have no sense of humanity. They're just um, so well written and well acted, though. It's insane just the level of quality that mm-hmm. rushes from any given scene on the show. Yeah. And it's such a, um, like, the whole show itself, the concept is. Uh, on paper, right? It's it's um, three siblings, uh, kind of uh, fighting over having the like being the heir to the throne of their father's company. Yeah. Like that's all it is on paper. Um, but just the dynamics, the uh, supporting cast, the main cast, like the siblings are are fantastic. Um, and it's like. I think about each and every one of them, Ren, and it's hard for me to honestly pick. Oh, it's not. I do have favorites, but like, yeah. But um, uh, the whole cast is incredible. It's hard to like, there's no weak link, I think. No, Ren, who is, Um, let's start there. Who is your favorite? Uh, do you have like a single favorite character in Succession? Yes, I do have a single favorite character. Yeah, who is it? My, my single favorite character is Kendall. Kendall, okay. So you're, you're all in on, and would you agree if I am to say that Kendall um, is the main character? 
I would agree with that. Oh, succession. Okay. He, so I, I very much feel like he is the main character. Yeah, I know. I think some people look at succession and they believe that like Kendall is not the main character. Um, and that it's more like all the siblings show their equal part. But no, he is, in my opinion, he's the favorite. Why why is he your favorite, Ren? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, so, yeah. so the thing about succession is that every character is so layered and like nuanced. Mm-hmm. So what I, like if I like raise up Kendall for being such a nuanced character, like that's true for anyone on the show. Yeah. But for Kendall specifically, <clears throat> I really love just how in the shadow he is of Logan and mm-hmm. how that influences every single decision he makes. And that like the trajectory he ends up going from season one to two to three, that arc of like relapsing back into addiction, that fall into deep, deep depression, becoming Logan's puppet, like finding some way to rise up against him. But now this season kind of like using that bravado, but choking every single time he gets to like the acting point. Like he didn't go <laughs> on the show and he didn't do his uh, crucifix thing at his birthday. Yeah. Like, those were for the best for him to choke there, but... But, I mean, but then... Um, it's, like, it's almost for the better that he doesn't do those, because then he goes um, in season three when at the uh, the shareholder meeting, he goes out on stage at the end and does his little bit there, and it's pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, that that's a brutal bad moment yeah um he he's interesting to me because even though and i agree with you like even though he's arguably the main character here he's also like he feels like the dark horse to to win out the crown um just in the way that like in season two his character is well season one his character is so um aggressive right so so like i'm gonna get this like i'm gonna outsmart my dad um, and then season two, he's like, uh, he's completely, seems to be completely, um, like held back and withdrawn, um, just for him to make that move that ultimately launches us into the like wild, uh, like season three start. Um, he's not one of my favorites, Ron. Kendall's not one of your favorites. He's not one of my favorites. I like him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel so much for him. Yeah. But um, I think he's the easiest Roy to sympathize with or sympathize for. Um, In my opinion. Yeah, yeah I kind of disagree. I I, I, f- I feel most, like, pulled to Shiv. Um, really? I feel like Shiv is one of the least sympathetic. Yeah, I feel really pulled to Shiv because I, I see her as she has these values that just are constantly corrupted and challenged by the family that has power over her and as much as she wants to break away from that her family connection and ties are ultimately stronger than her own personal like values and beliefs so like i think deep down shiv like I think she wants to believe she's a good person and I think she is a good person. Um, but it's just completely buried in her uh, her ties to her family. 
I do agree that I that she wants that I think she wants to be a good person. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that she is a good person deep down, primarily based on how she treats Tom. Tom. Yeah. Basically her entire relationship with Tom, I think really shows what Shiv's value what Shiv values in terms of power dynamics. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty. Yeah. It's like so I what do you think of their marriage, Ren? What do you I think, think about I, about them? I think they have a very sad relationship. Yes. It always their dynamic makes me very sad. Yeah, I think I mean especially Tom, this season uh the when Tom confronts Shiv about just everything. It's so heartbreaking. She she was sad that Tom is not going to prison. She was sad to find out that her husband will not be going to prison. It's so warped, but every single mm-hmm. detail of their relationship is like that. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I like, I think Tom, Tom says it best when he looks at her uh, in the season two finale and he he's like, I think I am uh, sadder with you. Like, I'm, I'm a sad person, but I would be sadder. I'm sadder with you than like when I'm by myself. That was a really sad scene. Which is so upsetting for Shiv to hear. Um, but it's like Shiv's got to learn that she can't just treat people this way and expect for like that relationship to just exist. She needs to constantly uh, like, even if she's just gaming it, like she needs to maintain it. Right. She can't just let Tom do his own thing and assume he's going to be fine. Um, Coercing him into an open marriage on their wedding. night. Oh my goodness. What like that? I think one of my favorite sequences in Succession mm-hmm. is that scene, followed by Tom making Nate pour the wine yes. back into the bottle. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> Before he goes, it just, it's just one of the best displays of how Succession mm-hmm. handles power. Because in the scene between Shiv and Tom, you have Shiv completely controlling the conversation. Yes, Tom is like submitting to her on every single level. Mm-hmm. He clearly doesn't want an open relationship, but. He allows her to steamroll him. And then, you know, the next scene, we have him interacting with Nate, who Tom sees Nate as beneath him. He's gotten permission from Shiv to kick him out. Mm -hmm. So he asserts this, like, intense amount of dominance over him on, like, a ridiculous level and just humiliates Nate. But that's, like, that's why I think Tom is... Tom's one of my favorites, like, uh, to watch. Like, he's so fascinating because he is the that power dynamic of he c- didn't come from wealth he's not from the family he did not we presume he was not raised um in this type of an environment we don't know that for a fact um but he he lets any opportunity that he can display power um go like he he does it and that's why his relationship with greg is what it is is he it like between that, he has human furniture at one point, Ren. <laughs> you can't make a tomlet without breaking a few Gregs. Yeah. Um, and I oh my god, my favorite. Um, uh, there are so many Tom and Greg like scenes and lines in there. I love that when Tom is talking to Greg about bringing Greg into news, and Greg's like, Well, I, I can't, like, that's against my values. Uh, and I was like, what values? You don't have any values. And Greg's like, well, like, like I'm against racism. And Tom's like, 
okay, shut up. That's sort of value. Every who isn't against racism? Everyone's <laughs> against racism. Oh, uh, just like completely breaking Greg down, <laughs> uh, making Greg think and believe that he really doesn't have any values or anything to rely on. I love that that uh, exchange between them. One of my favorite aspects about their relationship is like Tom's weird warped love for Greg. Mm-hmm. Like from the way that he like talks, like he talks about hanging out as if like they're going out, going on dates. Yes. When Greg tries to quit and Tom says he's break, Greg is breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. The whole Nero and Sporus conversation where mm-hmm. Tom says he would castrate Greg and marry him if Shiv died. Yeah. Tom, uh, and then Tom puts Greg in the mailroom and treats it like, like it's a promotion. Um, and in the in this last episode in Too Much Birthday, uh, when Tom absolutely dis- destroys Greg's mailroom office and then kisses <laughs> Greg on like what is on the forehead or cheek or something. Yeah, his, his um, forehead. So good. And I, so apparently, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't. I read this. I want to say. Um, but that entire scene was improvised. Greg knew that Tom was going to come in and uh, be very excited, but pretty much like there was no limits placed on where the scene could go. Um, That's insane. That's an yeah. insane thing to improvise. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, we're going to let him go into your office and completely tear it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was such a fantastic scene. And like you where we left off with them is like tom is so tom is so unhappy that he's like he's he's almost unhappy that he's not going to prison um well he prepared so much he 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 was in training he was so ready to go to prison he was taking notes he was reading the the prison blogs um and then he finds out he's not going to prison and he's talking to greg in the hall of compliments which i don't even want to get into you're so full of grace <laughs> and tom is like freaking out at greg he's obviously frustrated because he like greg is still able to find some form of happiness right um in yeah, this crazy world comfort. yeah and tom is is pissed tom is like how come I'm the one who's supposed to be happy and you're the one that's happy right now? Yeah. Their dynamic is so good. It's one of the best parts of the show. Mm-hmm. It's it's really, really is great to watch. Um, wh- Like, I don't know if we just want to talk about some of our favorite, like, moments from the show as well, or if there's... We, that's not even all the characters. There's so many characters. We haven't talked about Logan... Um, I don't know if you want to keep going through characters or just kind of like maybe glide through some of our favorite moments, or maybe if we talk through characters, the moments will come up. Yeah, that's um, true. They'll, they'll come up naturally. Yeah. Something I, I want to kind of wrap around back to Kendall because I thought about a point yeah. that uh, better sure. explains why I consider him one of my favorites. Yeah. What is it? I see Kendall as like of the Roy siblings, the closest one, the, like the closest sibling. Hmm, how do I how do I phrase this? Hold on. Mm-hmm. The one, he's the sibling who's the closest to being able to love and be loved, in my opinion. I feel like Roman, Shiv, and Connor all put up certain, you know, barriers and shields around them. Mm-hmm. Roman has his physical intimacy issues along with, like, his, you know, self-inadequacy. Wait, Roman has issues? Anyway. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> uh, Shiv has, you know, we we discussed extensively Shiv's relationship with Tom. Yes. That, that speaks largely to her relationship with love. And uh, I, I really don't know what to make of Connor and Willa half the time. <laughs> well, we'll get to that, but I... It, it's not like a good relationship, right? It can't be. I mean, she's first lady material at this point. <laughs> she's ready. She's like the most competent thing about his campaign right now. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like Kendall like consistently shows that he's so close to understanding how to treat someone with compassion mm-hmm. and with kindness. And something we do we saw in season one, not really, not since, is that Kendall's really the only sibling who interacts with people of especially low classes, which is something that someone who's who's seeking drugs would naturally have to do to mm-hmm. get drugs. So it does make sense on that level. But yeah. I still think it's worth noting that he's able to be amicable with people of a lower status than him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It shows, it just shows that he's closer to being a bit more human than the rest. And it kind of comes back to what he was saying to Roman in the last episode, how Roman's not real. Yeah. Like reality is saying that Kendall values sincerity, I'd mm-hmm. say is what he's really trying to say. And it's, I, I think it's, it's almost like a pursuit for reality, Ren. Cause exactly. like, I think he does have some sense of like, I think they, I would argue that they all have moments. Maybe Connor doesn't, but the rest of mm-hmm. them, the other, the, the other three have moments where they do show like actual signs of humanity. Um, but they always like but, slip away. Yeah, they do. They always just go right back into into themselves. Cause I would like part of me is is I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like he does does have his moments, even in like the first episode with the um I'll give you a million dollars if you get yeah. a home run, the the uh, bet that Roman makes with um their family employee's child. And so like there's that in Logan uh, and Kendall is like, hey, this is really messed up. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Um, so, like, I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, that's so right. And then on the other end, I'm thinking about how uh, years before the show uh, takes place, we know that uh, uh, Kendall got his uh, name tattooed on the forehead uh, of a homeless person. That's true. Roman and Kendall did do that. Yes. Um, but like, I feel like that's one of those succession things where it's just kind of reminding us and regrounding us of who these characters are. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so far away from our sense of reality that stuff like this is a blip on their radar. Yeah. And, like, we, we, like, the show makes so much effort trying to make us, like, getting us to sympathize with them that stuff like this is kind of important to remind us that, like, yeah, all right. They're, these are the characters we're following. They're not the best people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just kind of like doing due, gil- due, dil- mm-hmm. due diligence. Yes. But also on a narrative level, I feel like it's Roman learning the same lesson Logan learned at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. where Marsha advised Logan against revealing that Kendall was in the car with that boy. Yeah, yeah. Like mutually assured destruction. It's not worth it. No. That's what no. I took from it anyways. Um. well. Yeah, and I gotta, I can't bring that up with just mentioning the comedy of then, uh, them finding that person and seeing that he got it removed. Um, and Roman's utter disappointment. 
as he looked at the person's uh, blank forehead. Yeah. Uh, she was like, I'm sorry, are you the guy? Yeah. Roman he, does, he doesn't so even remember. Vile. Doesn't even remember who who uh, the person was who got his name tattooed on them. Um, yeah, Roman Roman is... I, I did not like him in this last episode, but like... He was especially cruel. He hasn't yeah. been this cruel in a while. No, he was very, very cruel, which makes me think that he his, his comeuppance is coming for him oh i i think it's coming yeah uh he's he's been doing way too well this season um to something is is coming his way and it's gonna be pretty darn sad i'm sure yeah um but yeah hearts are gonna lose uh like we talked about or i I already said like roman's bet like that's the first time that we really see of him Uh, i think him and shiv have a really uh fascinating dynamic especially in in season one i I think we see kind of less and less of it um as shiv is now more involved in the company and their dynamic is more about uh like fighting over dad's attention it's well shiv's currently getting kindled yes yes that's like a big thing Mm -hmm. that's like straining their relationship yes um but like i i really loved in the first season when we saw them doing um i think it's the second episode when logan is in the hospital and shiv and roman have like the first i think it's really the first scene that we see of them in um like just them together their dynamic of talking about how like hey are you gonna because uh, at that point kendall's trying to get everyone to sign um what is it like uh some oh, right. piece of paperwork that makes kendall uh, kind of like temporarily in charge um, or like the the de facto uh, and so they're kind of just like are you gonna sign it like I don't think I'm gonna sign it like are you gonna sign it uh, maybe I might like I can but do whatever I want papers. yes yeah um, and just like they the way that those two interact is my I think my favorite dynamic within the Roy siblings because they are both and we're seeing in season three they're both outwardly so cruel to Kendall um and they're like more low-key cruel to each other yeah yeah um i like i don't know i just really like their dynamic um ren what else uh we still well, haven't okay. talked yeah one of the sibling dynamics i really like and it's kind mm-hmm. of in the background yeah because he's kind of in the background is connor as like this substitute parental figure yeah he wasn't present yeah, Connor like, took them camping. Just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. uh, Connor was going to walk Shiv down the aisle. Yes. And Connor took Roman on that fishing trip, yes. and he shit in the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Connor is. Um, I think he needs that for himself. He needs yeah. to believe that he's the glue that holds the family together. Um, right. We see like they do the they bring in the outside counselor. Um, <laughs> to his to his ranch that same outside counselor who as i noted to you as you watched it uh, nose dives into the pool and breaks his tooth one of the funniest scenes in the show <laughs> yes um yeah that episode is is great um i really i had never been more excited to watch a family therapy scene in my life than <laughs> ready to watch the roys go to family therapy um yeah um so like we see him doing that um even with like 
he really wants to be involved in the company. He wants to be given something. Um, and he, it, he keeps on trying to push for it and like, isn't, but he wants to be just taken seriously. He wants to, to be part of it. And he often is not part of it. Um, he's, mm-hmm. he's somewhere between ambition and no ambition at all. I feel like he, he wants something. He wants it handed to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but so long as the, what's handed to him isn't too cold. Uh, then exactly. he's happy. Yeah, because if he gets that the the cold butter, um, it was frozen, right? It was like the butter was frozen. It it was frozen butter and like refrigerated cheeses. Yeah, loses it absolutely loses it. Um, do you think like we keep on getting this thrown our way, and it's like I don't know how seriously we're supposed to take it or not. Is this show going to give us a Connor Roy? presidency or run for presidency i think at this point Mm -hmm. i mean he's at one percent connor will run for president yeah like i if they weren't gonna do the storyline my train of thought is that they would have killed it at the end of season two when logan demanded that connor stop it Mm -hmm. yeah but i could see this being a way to get connor more involved in the show moving Mm -hmm. forward since they've been building it up for a few seasons now. Yeah. I mean, it would be a like, natural way to up his presence. Yeah. Cause the raisin's on his way out. Right. Yeah. So, the raisin's not running another term. So they need, they need to make sure that they have their hands in there, um, which they do. Right. Roman made his little pick. That was a disgusting episode as well. Um, yeah, everything about that episode yeah where they were handpicking the president the next president of the united states they was just... introduced a lot of potential choices there though so i don't know what the, what the deal is going to be moving forward mm-hmm. if it's like we have it... uh salgado and there's a uh, madsen mm-hmm. and what's the uh, vice president's name byron or yeah i think it's like i think it's byron all right that sounds right yeah the one who was like waiting in the hallway to talk to logan yeah yeah uh, uh yeah um what else there's so many great moments here uh marcia is someone who was kind of existed in season one didn't kind of existed in season two and then was in an episode here she was demoted from primary cast to supporting cast or to just guest cast i noticed that yes um i always I liked the idea of her being uh, like uh, an act. Like I called Kendall earlier a dark horse, but like her being like an actual dark horse in the race of no matter what the siblings do, she still has her, you know, her hands on the money. I think she she fundamentally is still that though, given the uh, mm-hmm. recent settlement she came to to not get to not divorce. Yes, Logan. Yeah. She's an interesting character. I think she represents... Well, like, the fact that Logan just pushes her into the background, I Mm -hmm. think gives us a really deep insight into how he treats his relationships. Especially now that we see how he treated Rhea and is currently treating Carrie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Is it Rhea or Brea? It feels Rhea. like so long ago. Rhea. She, um, I don't miss her. 
You don't miss her? I don't miss her. She no. had an interesting voice. She talks unique. Yeah, she she did talk unique. <laughs> um, I liked the way, like, I feel like it was important to see how Logan can be influenced. Yeah. Because up until then, and really up until now, that's the only way that we've really seen someone being able to get into Logan's head is, uh, you know, by some intimacy with him. Uh, but yeah, I was not sad to see her go. The, and I'm happy she walked away. Because that would I be was... kind of a boring show. So one thing I was actually worried about when they mm-hmm. named her... <coughs> Sorry. When they named her CEO, mm-hmm. was that it was this was going to be like Succession's convenient way to write Rhea out and make sure none of the Roys like take damage from the cruises situation. Oh yeah. They were just going to pin it to her and send her away. And for what it's worth, mm-hmm. I still think someone's going to jail. I do too. I do too. And I'm glad you said that. Um, and I, you think Tom is still going to jail. I, if Logan said he'd remember that. I don't think that was a, I'll remember and I'll do something for you. Oh, I'll remember when this comes back. So that's a super interesting take Ren. I, I very much so heard the, like, I'll remember this. And I I thought to myself, like, in what situation is like Logan going to advocate for Tom? Yeah. Even, even with this, um, other than if Logan needs help going to the bathroom, um, (laughs) in which case he will, he'll, he'll pull Tom in, but otherwise, um, yeah, I don't think he's, Logan's gonna take Tom too seriously. I don't know why this would come up again. Uh, I don't know. And then something that has kind of bugged me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we were supposed to put pieces of a uh, puzzle together and I just didn't do that, um, is there's a scene early in season three where Tom is... I don't even remember what the... No, I do. So Tom goes to... Talks to Shiv the night before about, like, hey, like, I don't know what to do. And Shiv's like, hey, like, I think you should just tell him, like, go to prison. Like, it's not that bad. Um, And then the next day, Tom tells Logan. And Logan's like, okay. Like, like, thank you. Like, uh, I, I, he says, like, I'll, I'll appreciate this or whatever. Yeah. Um, And they're talking uh, in the news area. And so then Tom walks away and gets on, like, makes a phone call. And we don't know who the phone call is two but like they made a point to show tom walking away from this conversation with logan about him going to jail um and making a phone call and so like in my mind i was like oh is this him setting up some kind of personal protection after seeing that the family is so willing to throw him away but it could be i mean we never saw we never really saw anything come of that yeah so um yeah uh do you want to talk logan yeah let's talk some uh let's talk the patriarch of the roy family (laughs) logan roy um he built this company up and damn if he's gonna let it go without a fight um i love the way that the show constantly reminds us and then lets us forget and reminds us again about his age and his health issues yes 
It's one of my favorite recurring elements. Mm-hmm. Because the show does an incredible job at making Logan truly feel invincible in the eyes of mm-hmm. his children. But yep. then reality kicks in. He's an 80-year-old man with health issues. Yeah. Yeah. And we like he cannot sustain going on long walks over dunes and dunes and dunes. He can't hang out with Adrian Brody that long. Are you no. kidding me? That's that's a little bit too much. Uh yeah, I, I like that you end up kind of forgetting and then you just remember, like, oh yeah, like he's old, he has health issues, he could go, like realistically, he could die during the time of the show. His he character. Could, and I, I expect him to. Yeah. Um, and might that be with or without him naming a, a succession? I'm not sure. Or a, a successor, I don't know. But you know, maybe he'll name Shiv and then die, and the show can end happy. I don't know. I I think Shiv's in for a really upsetting finale this season. I think yeah. she's being set up to fail with her president position currently. And the fact that she, the fact that we've been shown her actively undermined by both Frank and Carl at this point, it's bad. It's a bad sign for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's painful. Uh, It's one thing if it's like Roman doing it, but when it's Frank and Carl, (laughs) the uh, Beavis and Butthead of the crew. um, (laughs) Yeah, then it's really upsetting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love the way that Logan constantly plays the kids against each other it's all the time it's always like how can i just say one thing to put them over the edge not necessarily at me but at another sibling um it's so so clever it's so tricky and um yeah he's totally this season putting shiv into a spot that she should feel uncomfortable in and she does feel uncomfortable in, but the thing is, Shiv isn't going to do anything about it because she's Shiv. She's stuck. She dug her own grave and now she has to lie in it. It's so hard to see Shiv put in this position, especially juxtaposed with how Kendall handled it. Because Kendall during season two was like just depressing to watch. Yes. But we know that he's had a working relationship with Logan for, like, years. Mm-hmm. He's been playing this game for a long time. And season two was the culmination of, like, years of being worn down by Logan and a very specific failure on Kendall's part. Yeah. Shiv is getting Kendalled after, like, months. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. the fact that she can't handle it is really sad because seasons one and two do build her up as this very competent character, but the tragedy is a little bit that some of that is in her head and she doesn't have the experience that she thinks she does. Yeah. And it's like, I think that, um, we got, well, I, I'm going to say one more thing about Shiv and I want to go back to, to Logan, but I think like one of the most, um, to me, like upsetting scenes for Shiv this season is when Shiv is finally put in the spotlight to address, uh, the company. Oh yeah. The employees just for Kennel to have snuck in and put Bluetooth speakers all over the room that essentially play over her, a song that is completely alluding to the cruise scandal. Um, and she walks off. She completely fumbles it and just walks off stage. So that point, before we go back to Logan, I actually have a very like, like big thought about that point. Yeah. So this season, 
and like going off that specifically, that's an example of Kendall taking a hit at Logan specifically, like basically getting the win out of it, but hurting his siblings in the process. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think, I think this season will end with Kendall essentially winning the war against Logan, but Shiv being the one who takes the most damage out of it. So I'm curious about that. Um, because we have Logan and Kendall now. Logan, to me, seems like all of his ducks are back in a row. He seems like he has everything exactly where he needs it to to win this. I mean, that's Kendall, why I think Kendall will, is self-destructing though. right and left. This, um, that's why I don't think Ken- Logan will, though. Okay. Because, like, succession up to this point has mm-hmm. been very good at putting Logan in a position where, like, he's about to get... Th- this specifically reminds me of how close Logan came to nailing the Pierce deal last yep. season. That yep. was the first thing that came to mind when, like, I realized that Logan basically had everything he needed. Yes. Like, something has to go wrong at the last minute. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Stewie and Sandy are all, are a very, like, earthquake factor. They can really change anything at any moment. Yes. Yeah, and I think, like, I just think the issue is... So it's a couple of things. I think one, Kendall isn't being taken seriously by anyone at this point. I think he's, Kendall's lost respect for everyone. I think it's maybe going to be less about Kendall winning and more about Logan having a continued major downfall. I think that this uh, pursuit that Roman thinks he secured, I don't think that this is actually a secured Oh, with Gojo? With Gojo. It's definitely not. The Gojo guy was basically... I felt like he was just humoring Roman. He wasn't necessarily in on the deal. And his his, uh, interaction with Kendall earlier very much showed that he was not interested in making any deals. I do not get the impression he was making an exception because Roman was just that good. No, I mean, because the... um... It's Alex Skarsgård. I don't know the, the character's name, but he... Um, huh? It's Lucas something, Lucas, right? yeah. So the, the head of this Gojo company, he is not on board at all with uh, with working with Logan Roy. Yeah. Logan Roy is the factor that he wants nothing to do with. An old in, guru. Yes, in this, in this uh, business deal. And so Roman... Is like, listen, you can do everything through me. That like it is what it is. Like, it'll be all through me. You'll never need to talk to him. Um, but I mean, earlier in the night, he asks Kendall, is it Kendall? No, he asks Roman. He says to Roman in that same conversation, When is your dad gonna die? That's right. And Roman is like, Yeah, I mean, like, like fuck him, right? Um, but <laughs> like that's Roman's reaction. Roman isn't actually isn't agreeing. Roman's not yeah. like, yeah, like. I can't wait either. Um, you know, so I just, I think that it's like Logan has all of his kids in such specific spots that it is like, that's what he is a master at. at the moment. I mean, that in business, obviously he built up the company um, through some means, but um, he's just, Logan, you're right. We've not seen him lose. And even with last season, the season two finale where Kendall does his whole speech and we expect, oh, like this is Logan's downfall. Logan somehow has 
pretty much recovered from at least yeah. the, that. Like, worst comes to worst, Tom goes to jail or it's just a number. He dodged it completely. And that's it. Um, so, like, when he does fall, it's going to be a fall. Oh, it's, it will. It's going to be huge, and I can't wait for that to happen. Um, and I hope that we get to see that. And it might just be he dies. It, it could just be the show kills him. And that is the fall of him, is that he his character never fell. That would be a pretty fitting end for Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. Especially with the other characters needing to now deal with the fallout of that. Yeah. Um because what like trying to think what else is there to say about Logan Roy that like bore on the floor. He he does bore on the floor, Ren. I knew that you would love bore on the floor. Bryce. If Succession aired while we were in Lawsley, mm-hmm. you can bet we would have played Bore on the Bore Floor. On the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's his, his own made-up game to detect liars. To find the mole. Yeah. Whoever gets the sausage is the mole. Mm-hmm. He has the piggies fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, it's such a good scene. So well acted. Like, and it's the nonsense, the chaos. It's both funny and disturbing. Yes, it it's so it captures a perfect line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love "Born on the Floor" with Logan. Uh, I think that that is really a great moment. Um, what else about Logan? Like he he obviously has his own past traumas, and I love the way that the show has told us that without him telling us, without like anything telling us that. Right. We've seen um, on his back, I think it's in the same episode with the family therapy, he's going to go swimming or something like that. He takes off his shirt and there's clear marks all yeah. over his back um, from getting lashes. And so, like, he obviously had some some issues that one would suppose with a parental figure in his life that, you know, carries on to how he treats his own kids and then it we see him hit uh kendall's child at thanksgiving yep, iverson yeah and then he hits roman mm-hmm. but interestingly yeah. he tells he later in this conversation with roman he says that he never hit them yeah which i thought was a very interesting detail because obviously it can't be true um i don't know at least like he hit Iverson so casually. He did. It makes me think he had to have been as but, casual with his own children. Yeah, because the so, but the way the show plays that the him hitting Iverson is it's he's having like a a mental episode in that moment because they're playing the like I'm going to the store game I think, and he can't remember. He's having a hard time remembering what those items are, and when Iverson kind of like is like, "Come on, Grandpa" or whatever, that's when he hits him. Um, I don't know. I feel like it could be true, but was he even present enough to do it? That's a good point. Right? Connor, because we were talking earlier, Connor was pretty much the father of Connor, of, um, Roman, Shiv, and Kendall. Too distant to hit his own kids. Yeah. Um, and they always talk about how dad's a monster, but it seems to be more in like psychological, Psychological, manipulative ways, which he is. He's an absolute terror. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know how frequent uh, the physical abuse was in the household. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, anything else with like with Logan? Um, so hmm. worth noting that his first wife, Connor's mother, it's heavily implied she was like a hippie-esque woman. Yes. And that she was sectioned and institutionalized. That she, mm-hmm. she was mentally ill. Yes. Which I just find so fascinating. And I find it so disturbing, the idea of Logan sectioning his own wife. Yeah. But, like, it's something that I feel like Logan would do. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and then, uh, I believe, I think next week on oh so tonight actually i think we're going to uh i forgot there's a new episode tonight we're going to her she's getting remarried um, oh that's right and i believe that we're going to her wedding so uh, peter onion yeah and she's and she's not uh he is not thrilled that she's getting remarried to that seat sniffer yeah so like that uh there's there is a, a very odd relationship there between um his ex-wife and him mm-hmm. yeah um rent other so those are like i i uh, greg i was like those are all the, the main characters greg the egg greg the freaking egg we talked about greg and tom which is that's a huge element of who greg is yeah um how do you not root for greg here he is the perpetual underdog i yeah. feel like his last conversation with Ewan is going to be a turning point for him. Mm-hmm. That you really, you got to take yourself seriously, kid. He's like, suing. The, the, the fact Greg didn't say anything back, mm-hmm. and usually he does in like his like Greg way. Yes. Like the fact he just takes it, I think shows some growth. Yes. Yeah. It's. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I think yes, and like he's suing Greenpeace. <laughs> he is suing Greenpeace. He's suing Greenpeace. Ren and he for his inheritance, she wants that. He feels like he's owed it, um, and he's also uh, like he's currently going to go out on a date. Which, by the way, like uh, the fact that he that conversation with um, Comfrey with Comfrey was hilarious. Where Comfrey's talking about how Kendall uh, asked her to find and buy. Like lunch boxes, and then decided he didn't want it, so now she has a ton she has to sell on eBay. Um, that was so great. I don't. She didn't say. I. She didn't say yes because it was Greg. She said yes because Kendall said that Greg couldn't ask her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. She would yeah. not have agreed otherwise. Yeah. Um. So like the fact that we have that going on with Greg, and Greg is so over the moon happy about it. Everything seems to like l- line up pretty well for greg um and i also love there's so many good greg lines i really like um more recently the greg line uh in the president episode where they were picking the president where um i think some uh, tom maybe tells them that greg you gotta leave like uh you'll get to vote with the rest of the people in november and greg's like yeah but i feel like my vote here matters more (laughs) uh than more than if I just voted in November. Um, but like everything always works out for him and he's experiencing this power dynamic for the first time ever. Um, and he doesn't know what to do with power. As soon as he gets any power, he throws it um, 
to someone else. He like doesn't doesn't do power. Uh, but yet he's still rising in this. He's I believe he's in charge of a theme park. Yeah, I think he is <laughs> at the moment, which is so scary to think about, but also They're... hilarious. So when they first showed their theme parks, were yes. you expecting Disneyland or Six Flags? So, I wasn't expecting Six Flags. Yeah, I would expect Disneyland, and we got Six Flags for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, not so magical. Yeah, not so magical in those parks. Um, he, like, is Greg going to be the successor? I would love if that ended up being the case. Nicole has a theory that Greg is one of Logan's children. Um, okay. Like, mm-hmm. like in a dis- dark, disturbing twist. Yeah. It's actually child Greg and not cousin Greg. Son Greg. Oh, Greg Roy. I don't think I like that. I feel like... I, I don't know it's too dark for succession yet. I feel like the show is still re- like still towing the line. It also Especially feels... this season. It, that feels too twisty. It does feel for succession. too twisty. I don't. I don't think that that would sit well. Um, because you succession, the real Logan the whole time they got swapped at birth. Yeah, exactly. So they like, have to swap a state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a little bit too much for me to to buy into. I would love to see Greg. Like, I would love to see Greg as the successor. But based on this is season three, I don't know how long the show is going to last. But I don't. I don't think the upward trajectory is there for him. I'm feeling four or five seasons, Max. Okay. And that's what I would hope to. I don't think um, they've already announced a season four. It was yeah. not announced as a final season. Um, but I would hope that we get like a season five and it's done because yeah. it's the characters are so great to spend time with, but they do not change, Ren. I don't, it's, I feel like they have, for the most part, grown very little i don't know in the time that we've spent with them grown very little i'd say they've grown in a very almost kind of focused way so something i something i've like noticed like binging succession Mm -hmm. is how little time like the show encompasses like a narrative yeah it's been like um (laughs) like well it's like a year or something yeah basically it's like season mm -hmm. two like into season three is like minutes yes yeah which is like i think all the better for at least the opening two episodes of season three um where all of that happens in the time frame of of like a night yeah um of uh, the day is is the first episode and then the night is is the second episode um yeah i do like the time and the place are both really notable the succession uh, in so many cases you can point to like oh this is the episode where they go here or where like this is the place of the episode um and then the time of the episode as well like how how the episodes are always so brief and what we're actually seeing well some something i want to kind of say on the note of successions like characterization as well mm-hmm. i think the show's approach to character development isn't so much isn't so much the characters growing as it is filling in like the their layers and making them more three-dimensional yeah because like mm-hmm. something that the show does consistently as like we go further on is that it gives us more information on 
or like gives us more context on why yeah. the characters are they are, are the way they are that better contextualizes their actions. I agree. So like a moment I'm thinking of is when in season two, season one, it's one when Shiv uh, quits the political campaign um, that she's involved in. That feels like, oh, like Shiv, ha- Shiv is having like a breaking moment here. Like, mm. But now as we've seen more of Shiv, it's like, oh, Shiv makes irrational decisions sometimes. Exactly. Um, and like, so that, I think that's an, an awesome point that you bring up. It isn't, we're, we're getting the context behind who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, we're not seeing them grow or change. Well, so like, I would argue Kendall has. Kendall has the clearest arc. He's, yeah, he's. In I, that I, he like. He ebbs and he flows. His like yes. depression makes it so he's mm-hmm. he's actively changing. Yes, and it's like we also know that he has a, a past and a history with drugs, so we don't know if he's hit points similar to this before. Yeah. Um. Which oh my god! By the way, the uh, the shiv line this past week of hey, I want to get you a card, but they don't make a happy birthday and get well soon card. Um. So I didn't. Is that was brutal. Their sibling burns are always so deep. It was so brutal. Um, yeah. Um, should we? I I think we should talk through any other like favorite moments that we haven't talked about already. If okay. there's any any just we can well, kind of but before we go on yeah. to moments, I want to talk about like favorite things we like about Succession. Okay. Not necessarily like specific moments or scenes. Mm-hmm. But just like non-character specific, or I don't know, some something I like is how present food is in scenes involving Stewie. Something I've noticed <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so in, it's such an interesting detail about those scenes because Stewie himself is a character who kind of commands a presence. Yeah, he kind of like demands your attention mm-hmm. during his scenes, and he's such an existential threat to the Roys. Yes. Yeah. But he's just kind of, you know, doing his thing. But to me, what's interesting is the way that we, we like, the way the show makes a point to show Stewie savoring his food. Mm-hmm. We get scenes of the Roys, like, binning their food and, like, throwing lobster that's been cooking for hours into trash bins. Yes. Yeah, I. that's a great point. Like, the overall, just the emphasis on on different foods throughout mm. the show like the donuts um like there's yeah, like, the there's sort of like significance behind the foods like we have the donuts um they go all the way out to um i don't know if this is what you just alluded to but when they are do uh logan and kendall just did the hike through the dunes just to get yeah. to this lobster dinner to have a couple bites and then leave um but like the way that food is is utilized and shown as um i don't know something that like brings people together and tears them apart <laughs> the it's sausage mm-hmm. yeah um i so i i think i kind of already just like said the things the, like the yeah. things that i like about succession i love the places i love the characters i like the quips a lot um the and like i just like the way that the writing just really bounces off of each other in the scenes it uh strikes as a way that feels both um natural and also very arrested development yeah like as well i like this show to me is arrested development but darker um 
That's Succession what can make me as tense as much as it can make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Which is so impressive. Um, and you had said that at the beginning of this, that you were stuck at season one, episode five for a long time. And then finally you pushed forward and it like, it clicked. Were you, was it a slow, bur- like a slow start? Did you feel like it, it took a little bit for you to like, to get it? It's not so much that I did, like, so watching it immediately, I like, I, it, it was a good show and I was enjoying it from the very beginning. Yeah. But it's also a show that, ben- it's like Arrested Development. It benefits once you know the characters. Yes, for sure. Like a first go can be a bit slow because you're still starting to get a feel for everyone. It's, it's kind of like The Wire where it doesn't use blatant exposition. Mm-hmm. It uses more natural, like organic dialogue, which does mean if you're not paying attention, like in a focused way, you can kind of lose the thread. Oh, it's done. Yeah. Especially yeah. with character names and stuff. So, like, I felt like the first five episodes were me kind of, like, trying to figure out what's what. And then, then like, the plot just got amazing. And from yeah. there, I was like... Yeah. Um, that, like, for me, I would love to go back and watch season one. I, I'm i not, like, a longtime Succession fan. I also, I binged it season one and two um, probably in, I don't know when, probably in, like, September. Mm-hmm. And then season three came out in October. So uh, I'm still pretty new to it and also caught one and two on a binge. I couldn't imagine having to wait week to week to watch those episodes. Yeah, that's a that's something I'm not looking forward to now that I'm caught up. Mm-hmm. It's Succession is a show that I feel like it's best watched binged. Yeah. It's like The Wire in that it's structured, kind of novelistic, you know, each episode is is self-contained but there is a an overarching plot mm-hmm. where all the episodes tie into thematically or like just narratively and coherently yes so i feel like week to week you might forget certain details mm-hmm. you know you might just not like the momentum i just not keep seven whole days yeah i feel that um honestly i haven't been this hyped to like watch a new episode of a show uh in a very long time so like watching season three week to week every single like sunday i wake up and i'm like it's succession day and i get ready and then as soon as that nine o'clock timer hits i get it started on uh, hbo max uh and i like refuse to go to bed on a sunday night without watching it i also don't know if you've realized but we've been recording earlier yeah um, i have noticed <laughs> because i want to make sure that uh, i am i am all set and ready to go by the time succession is out so. I'm very excited to watch Succession live tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, any, like, what were your favorite things? Like, favorite moments? Okay. Favorite moments. Yeah. So, kind of, I'll try to go. You and... can bounce around. All right. Yeah. So, one of, one of my first favorite moments, the uh, vote of no confidence. Oh, Just yeah. Everything from Kendall setting it up to Kendall failing to be there. Mm-hmm. The, the conference call in. I just could I couldn't believe it when Kendall actually got fired. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He I, is... What a spectacular fuck up. It com- completely backfires on him when he goes, uh, the vote of no confidence, like goes underway. He's not there. Uh, Roman puts his hand up and Logan's like, yep. Like, are you sure about that? And Roman's like, eh. No, because just like, all of his kids are too scared to go against him. Um, yeah, it, it was 
really a, a good moment. And like, to, to me, that was when I knew, okay, like this is something special. Yeah. That was the first moment that was like, this is something that's really significant. Um, so Prague episode was another big one for me. I love Tom's bachelor party. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, so something, not something about that episode that I really like. something interesting was mm-hmm. the whole Roman in a cage. Like, thing that comes up yeah. a few times. And yeah. the fact, and like Kendall confronting Connor about it and Connor basically revealing that it was a game that Kendall and Roman played, but Logan saw it as Roman being weak. And that's why he sent him to military camp. Yeah. Which shines such an, like it makes the sibling dynamics so much clearer to me and what their relationship with Logan actually is, mm-hmm. which goes back to what I was saying about context. Yeah. But also Tom swallowed his own load. He so. did. Tom, Tom does that. And he is so excited about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, his enthusiasm. The setup of them waiting in this like mysterious, foggy, uh, like part of town. And Tom is like, hey, I didn't think we were doing this. Like my friends are are coming. The fly guys. Yeah, the fly guys. They're gonna be here. And Roman's like, uh no, they can't come. And Tom has to like call them and say, sorry, like you can't, you can't come. <laughs> uh, and they're like, the fly guys are already here. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. It was um I like so I, I think if uh if the voter no confidence episode is the first episode of like wow, like the drama is here, like the tenseness is here. Prague was the first episode to me that was like, this is one of the funniest things yes. I've ever seen. It's one of my, it's still one of my favorite episodes of Succession. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? We then have, uh, they go to uh, Europe for the wedding of yep. Shiv and Tom. Um, Tom is, uh, the buses like are dropping people off in front of the castle. And Tom is upset that like, <laughs> they're not dropping him off closer to the He's Yelling house. at the help. Yep. He's very upset about that. Um, just, I, I think it's really just a display to his parents. Like, oh, like, look at this power I have now. Um, I love his parents telling everyone <laughs> they bought the wine. And sh- and uh, their mother coming up to Tom <laughs> and pointing out that exactly. Everyone knows. Uh, that was such a good moment. Yeah, it was really, really funny. Um yeah, the the dynamics here, right? So Kendall is pretty much getting this takeover, this hostile takeover ready behind the scenes um, and fast-tracked because they're worried that Logan's going to find out. Uh, so like that action is happening. And then for the wedding episode itself, I mean, we talked about so many great moments there already, um, but we the two scenes that really stick out to me that we haven't talked about are two things. Uh, we got Roman with the shuttle launch. Yes, the exploding <laughs> shuttle. Uh, Roman makes a point to ask to have the shuttle launch. Is it, uh, he wants it streamed at the wedding, correct? Yes, for Shiv's wedding. Yes. Um, and he tells everyone, yeah, I pushed it up, like, for the wedding. Um, he wants it to be what everyone's talking about. It's his first major project. And it blows up <laughs> at the launch pad. 
and him he's watching it in the bathroom as it explodes in just the pure silence. Yes, he he believes that he is responsible for some people's death, only to find out that uh, some people just lost a few fingers, and that was it, which is so awful. Yeah, but <laughs> he's celebrating. He's very happy. Just a couple of fingers. Uh yeah. What else is is in this episode? Oh, the um. I don't, uh, we have Kendall, uh, with his whole, uh, moment in the end of the episode where he gets into the car with, uh, this boy, uh, who's going to bring him to where he can get drugs. Yeah. And they, they crash and, uh, unfortunately the boy dies. So, which is, I think like a great spot to leave us off with, with season one. Yeah. It was like, okay, so. Right, he is Kendall has hit his limit here. He has hit his lowest point, or so we thought. Uh, but he didn't. Um, Logan just completely envelops him. Mm-hmm. Watching Kendall complete—it's like a character death, really. His personality is almost completely erased throughout season two. Yeah, yeah, he is—he is a blank slate for all of season two. And you you get little glimpses of like oh he's still there um, yeah. he buys that that lighter or he steals the lighter um, from that convenience store I think maybe that's in the the first episode or two of no season he two. steals the batteries and then throws them that's out. what it is yeah um, and it was something like it was something small and in- insignificant but he still like he he does it and you know shows okay there's a pulse there yeah he's alive uh. Season two is pretty great. Shiv is kind of put into the forefront here as uh, she is the, uh, she meets with Logan one-on-one and Logan says, you're going to be the successor. Poor Shiv. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, is, did you believe it? Did you believe it with her? I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Especially at that point where we had only seen season one Shiv. Yeah. It seemed like she could really do it. Yeah, I but really. The more you get to her. know her, the more like she needs more experience. She does, yes. Um, and like it's wild in season three, she's getting that and she's doing a good job, but Logan just does not want to give her any credit. Uh, Red, how depressing was it to see uh Logan gut Volter? Dude, that episode was one of the, like, I, it's when I realized that Kendall was really in Logan's grasp, I think, mm-hmm. when it really hit me. Because all episode, you get the impression that Kendall's actually trying to help Valter, and then that bait-and-switch at the very end. Yeah. It's so exceptionally cruel. Mm-hmm. Everyone is fired immediately. We hired a skeleton crew that'll write... It's going to write, like, two aspects of the site, and that's it. It's just going to be clickbait articles. Uh, doesn't even tell the head of Volter. He is sidelined as well in the whole thing. Sees all of his employees and himself now laid off. Uh, it is cruel. It is very cruel. Uh, they go hunting in the next episode. We talked about boar on the floor. <laughs> just uh, perfect television. Which was, yeah, really good. Um, and then we get Safe Room. 
with the shooter in the building. Yeah, the two different safe rooms. Yes, Tom is brought to the uh, more neutral safe room, and he's not happy. He's not happy at all. He throws water bottles at Greg. Pelts water bottles at Greg. Has <laughs> like his own breakdown over it. Yeah, it's a um, uh, I think very funny scene in what should have been like a much more serious episode. Yeah. And also, Connor and Willa go to the funeral in this episode. Um, in which Willa oh, Mo's funeral. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh too bad uh anything else in season two uh we get the tur- turn haven as well that's a great episode i love the uh for season two i think was my favorite season so far yep i would agree I, that episode especially turn haven i just love the dichotomy between the roys and the pierces mm-hmm. just such an interesting culture clash and you kind of get to see like the genius of logan roy at play but it's you know it's just not good enough for them. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It's it's like a true meeting of the minds. You have they're all they all go in with their own person to like target, mm-hmm. right? And so I love that dynamic uh, in that they all manage to pretty much piss their other half off. <laughs> uh, and so they have it to like PhD comment. Yeah, they have to like reconvene and be like, listen, like we're all, we're all screwing this. Like we gotta have like a, uh, it's like a halftime, like game talk. Yeah. They're like, this is what we got to do to fix this just for them to all be at that, that dinner scene, which is fantastic in and of itself until well, it gets even better when Shiv says, dad, just tell him I'm going to be the successor in front of everyone. I So few scenes in television can suck all the air out of a room like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of Shiv's biggest mistakes in the whole series. It is, and it's her. She's so low here. She goes to Tom for support, but it's like Tom at this point is, I mean, already pretty much done with her. Yeah. Um. So he like just has to give his support, but it's not great. Uh. But it, yeah, I I just that was a fantastic moment for Shiv. Like I said, like going into season two and I think it was until that moment, I really believed in Shiv. I was like, she can do this. Like she's just got to learn, learn some things, but she can do this. And then she announces that. And it's no. Such good television. Uh, And then we get the whole, um, what is it? The trial? Uh, uh, Where they testify. Yeah. The court hearing. Mm-hmm. Tom flounders. <laughs> dead cat. He dead um, catted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Um I, like that's the other I think and then we've talked a lot about season 3 already. The only other st- like the my favorite episode of season 3 thus far has been the shareholder meeting. Um I don't know if that's true for you, but what would you say your favorite season 3 episode has been? I actually think Kendall's birthday this past week was my favorite episode so far. It was a good one. I'm hoping that Kendall singing becomes a uh, seasonal thing. Yeah. You like L to the OG. Um, And do you also want uh, Tiny uh, Wu-Tang Clan? I was actually really disappointed Tiny Wu-Tang Clan didn't show up. Yeah, I know. Got so much buildup for them. Uh, So 
the other, so the, the uh, shareholder meeting, the two things I want to mention there, um, Frank being stuck up on stage. Yes, I love Frank just being unable to leave. <laughs> he tries so hard. Jerry comes out at one point just, and or is it, is it Jerry or Carl? Carl comes out just to give him a note. Yeah, Jerry ends Jerry up taking does over, as but well. he, like, she gives up after, like, one speech. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then goes back to Frank. <laughs> we have that. Uh, Logan has his UTI, and so uh, they have to remove uh, the dead cat from underneath him. Colin picking up the dead cat and running off is so yeah. funny. Just for Kendall comes in and is like, hey, how's it going? Uh, and Roman's like, well, you know, we just had to put an imaginary dead cat in a paper bag. So that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, I just the, the show is great. Uh, I am so happy we got to have this chat, Ren. Is there anything else you want to say about Succession? All right. So, um... I feel like I do have more I want to say. I feel like okay. I haven't like gotten my succession fill out yet. Yeah, go for it. Like, so it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Just like it's really sudden popularity, honestly. I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like it's not a. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention when mm-hmm. like the first two seasons aired, but I feel like it's kind of. I don't know. It's maybe I don't know. I'm getting a Game of Thrones feeling from it as it's from this season. It is. It is for sure HBO's prestige Sunday night show um, right and now. It feels, it feels good to be watching that. Yes. As like, it it's airs. It's so much fun. Um, I would say, I mean, I've heard, I heard good things about it in season one. Season yeah. two happened. And at that point it was more of like, okay, succession wasn't a, like a one hit wonder. Like, this is the real deal mm-hmm. and is uh, HBO's next Game of Thrones. Because I think season two came out either right after or right before the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, and so I saw stuff like that and I was like, OK, so it's apparently really good. Um, but it's like it's I think it's and I, I said this earlier. I think it's a hard sell on paper because yeah, it's the it's premise just, is. Yeah. And also, the, also the filmmaking. Like, now I'm used to it, so it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But the direction, especially for the first few episodes, it's very manic. Very, yeah. It's like a handheld camera. Very claustrophobic and up close. Yeah. It, um, I do have elements and moments where I'm like, I almost have to remind myself that this isn't, um, like, we're not going to get a confessional yeah. from any of these characters in a side <laughs> room where, like, if this were that type of show, I mean, Greg would kill it every single time. Yeah. Uh, he's in a confessional but um yeah the filming is is manic so like i think it's i don't know i think it's probably that that makes it a little bit like tricky for people to to really get into as well um but it's yeah it's like once you've seen once you've given this family a little bit of time to grow on you uh just like the heart of america all right the heart of the uh business crew in america in succession uh they will seal your hearts in the real world i don't know if that makes sense but yeah it made enough sense yeah okay it's Uh, just (laughs) such a good show Mm -hmm. and i really hope that it ends well and it ends sooner rather than later yes i feel um (coughs) excuse me i feel as though based on where the show 
is currently at um, something that has, I've really enjoyed season three. Yeah. I feel like it has had a hard time moving forward. Like right now we're on going into, I don't know, episode seven or eight of this we're season. We're going into episode eight. Okay. Uh, and it's a shorter season. We only yeah. have, I think, two episodes left. There are only nine episodes this season. Yes. So um, do I feel like we've been everywhere that I wanted to go this season? Or like, do I feel like we even went anywhere this season? I don't know. Um, or was this whole season building up to just determining right, by the end of the season, are we going to have like actual concrete sides of like Shiv and Kendall versus the world? Um, I've really, you know what I, mean? I, I know what you mean. I've really been seeing the season from the war angle that's established in episode one. Definitely. Where Logan just screams that it's war. Yeah. Like, that's the way I've been seeing it in my mind the whole season. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, every episode has been Logan and Kendall, you know, basically repositioning their pieces in this grand war, kind of like moving forward with everything happening around them. Definitely. And the culmination of that is probably going to be these next two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I hope, but also like based on too much birthday, I like, I just worry about uh, Kendall's longevity and all of this. Like I, he might take the buyout. I, he might, that's, I, that's an interesting, like, yeah, it's an interesting offer to make to Kendall at this point in his story. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't like will he give into that vulnerability he's feeling right now and take it? Or is he going to push back against it? I mean, at this point, like he, he just hit his, uh, another really low, low. Yeah. Last week he's hit so many lows this season. Is it possible that like, I could see him taking this money and then the show going in. All right. Kendall is using this money to do like, to buy into like a competitor or he's like like he has more power like oppositionally um to Waco Waco uh Waco Star Bryce Star Renko yeah Bryce Star Renko um like I am very curious to see what happens to Kendall I do feel uh that we are about to see a character die me too I feel I, like it's been long overdue for the main cast. And I don't know if it's going to be our Logan. I don't know if it, it could be Kendall as depressing and sad as that would be. Um, I could see it. Um, I could see it Kendall for a lot of reasons. It, mm-hmm. One of the biggest, I think, like one of the biggest pins against Kendall is that he has the most complete character arc. Yeah. So if you're going to kill anyone, you know, make it the character who losing would actually impact audiences yep yeah you know, he's was... developed enough where he can die like his yep. his story he could die now and his story could feel finished correct yeah because i'm i'm struggling with where does he like the character where do the writers take him from here where his arc feels like it's still going um, it would just have to be like a continuation of defeating logan but like how much can kendall endure that yeah and and how reasonable is that at this point like he's he's lost all of his all the love from his family um his like father's given him one too many chances and it's it's not gonna be like at the end of season one to two where he's just adopted back into the family and is 
you know, a little bit of a black sheep. Um, I like, I just don't, I don't know where he goes. So we'll see. And if, if they kill him off, um, yeah, it, it would feel complete to his story. It's like, it's a double, uh, double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, it would right. fundamentally change succession as a show. Definitely. Yeah, because then at that point, it's are we just watching Roman and Shiv compete for this role? In which case, like, I know something something bad is coming to Roman. Yeah. So I still feel, even if the show doesn't necessarily show it to us, I think that both are pretty equally um, able to get the role of a successor. But... Uh, we shall see. At this point, who who's your take? As successor? Yeah. Who do you think is, it, it would go to? At this or point? Who will, it, who will it end up as? Let's who will it that. end up as? Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. I think... Fuck, this is actually a tough one. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's between the two, right? Or is there a third person or fourth person who you're considering? I feel like I like the idea of Greg, like yes, sneaky successor Greg. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how feasible that is, mm-hmm. or how logical it is without this... without Greg going through an astronomical amount of character development that makes him a snake within the next mm-hmm. two seasons. Um, does Tom stand a chance? I don't think Tom stands a chance. Even I think after Tom's story is a cautionary tale. Even after this, uh, even after I know that you believe uh, Logan's uh, I owe you for this or I'll remember this to be uh, potentially still like, hey, you're still going to go to jail. Yeah. But even if if Tom is, as the show wants us to believe, Tom's going to elude prison. I mean, he just volunteered to to take that big hit. Uh, He has been putting work in. That's true. He's been actually like making stuff happen in the company. Um, and he's been, uh, when they separated earlier in the season, Logan did take Tom with him. He sent Shiv somewhere else, but took Tom. So like, I mean, I don't think Tom is completely out of it, but I just don't see it not going to a, a blood relative. I could see Stewie and Sandy fucking over the Roys. Mm-hmm. In no like one a, wins. In like a tragic finale, like no, none of the main characters get it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Between Shiv and Roman, if I really had to give it to one of them, going off right now, yeah, it's it's tough because I would pref- I would prefer it to be Shiv. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I want Shiv to get her act together so it can be her. Yeah, but I feel like Roman has the better business acumen. And he is basically bootleg Ro- Logan. Yes. Yeah, I think Jerry even says that. Like yeah, Jerry exactly. refers to him as, as bootleg, bootleg Logan. Uh, Logan. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, um, at this point, I agree with you. My yeah. my heart wants it to be Shiv. Um, and I think story-wise... I like story-wise, it could be interesting for either of them. I I yeah. think Tom does stand a little bit of a chance. Uh, really? A little bit. Like I would say it's like in my my mind right now, it's like 
Greg, 10% Tom, <laughs> uh, leaves 80%. I would say like 60, uh, no, I'd say like 50, 30, uh, 50% Roman, 30% Shiv. Like those are my odds for who would take it. So I, I think Roman would get it. I think Roman is the likeliest of the Roy siblings to get it right now. Yeah. Especially with his apprenticeship under Jerry. Yeah. Like he's and, clearly being groomed for it. And I mean, I assume um, in three hours time that will all have changed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that call now. Um, all right. Any, any other thoughts on succession, Ren? Uh, it's an amazing show. I can't wait to see how this season ends. Mm-hmm. I really hope season four is just like a year away. Yeah, I know. And the off season is going to be really sad here, but I, I, I can assume that it took so long to put three out because of COVID. Yeah, right? that's what I'm and assuming. So, it must um, be. Now that they've kind of figured out how to film in, in these conditions, I would hope that it would, it would come out a little bit sooner. Quicker. Yeah. So, but we, we shall have to wait and see. Um, so Rent, overall, um, what would you rate season two, episode five of Nedzi Classified, Vice Principals, and Mondays? Uh, I think I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. What about you? Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I had a, uh, a pretty fun time with like the first half of it. Me too. Um, and I thought it was, it was almost like Vice Principal Corrupts was the main character, uh, Second half was fine too. Yeah. Um, I, I would say just a little bit higher than you. I'm going to go with like a 7.5. Okay. So, which is going to make it our uh, second highest episode of the season. So That's far. how I feel about it. Yeah. Same. Same. All right. Um, so, with that, uh, next week, Ren, we will be discussing season two, episode six of Nedzi Classified, um, which I don't have the episode list up at the moment. But um, that's what we'll be talking about. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, you want to say? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Awesome. Um, all right. So go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and subscribe to our podcast. That definitely helps us out. Otherwise, I hope that you all uh, have a great rest of your day and take care. I'll see you at our justice. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.